Welcome to the In Plain Language Podcast. My name is Kelsey, and I'm the founder of Multi the Blue Tiger Bilingual Children's Books, found in homes and classrooms around the world. I'm truly so excited that you're here. You want your child's speech and language skills to thrive, which is exactly what this podcast will help make happen. Every other week, we'll be bringing you direct, tangible advice and tips about speech and language from top experts around the world. These are the language tools that will make an incredible difference in your child's life. Be sure to pick up your copy of Malty the Blue Tiger, available in English and Spanish and English and French on Amazon today to help your child learn new language skills and embrace their unique voice. Your child can hear nearly 1.5 million extra words by kindergarten if they're read to a certain number of times per day. That's according to a new study by researchers at The Ohio State University. But before we get to the specific number of times to read to your child if you want this to happen, you might be thinking, wait, 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 one million words sounds impressive, and maybe it's a sign of a language-rich environment. But why is hearing plenty of vocabulary before a child even starts school so important? Well, this type of exposure will boost your child's language development and set a strong foundation for academic success. In other words, they'll be more likely to rock school starting in kindergarten. According to Jessica Logan, lead author of the study and assistant professor in the Department of Educational Studies at The Ohio State University, the vocabulary children hear from read-alouds is very different from what they hear in everyday life. This has an incredible impact on their vocabulary and even knowledge about the world around them. In everyday conversation with kids, parents and caregivers tend to be pretty directive in their language. We tend to say things like, stop that, and go over there, and sit down. And so those uh, really short sentences have a pretty limited vocabulary and um, are not as good for expanding of their vocabulary. One of the things we know about children's books is that the language that's within a children's book is actually much more complex than the language parents and caregivers tend to use in their daily life. And so um, that can vary in terms of just the length of sentences, because parents tend to say things like, don't hit. Whereas a book might say something like, uh, chicka chicka boom boom, will there be enough room? So that's a much longer sentence then, hey, sit down, stop that. So that's one way. And then the other way is that books can take you to situations and places that you don't have in your everyday life. So me here in Ohio, we don't have any giraffes walking down the street. We don't have any penguins in our neighborhood. And so if I'm reading a book about a penguin or an elephant or a pig, that that really sort of introduces the idea of these other new situations and characters and Um, places that kids are not seeing in their daily lives. If you're able to expose your child to these regular daily read-alouds, it'll have a huge benefit on their pre-reading skills and overall learning success when they enter kindergarten, says Maya Leyespiritu, an elementary school teacher in Oceanside, California, and creator of the blog and YouTube channel My Storybook, which creates reading resources for children. Kids who are read to a lot at home, they're more familiar, not just like a vocabulary, but like how to use a book. So like they're more familiar with how do you, you open the book? You start on this side, like it goes from like, or you flip the pages, like left to right, where the text is. And just like that book familiarity going into kindergarten already kind of sets them up for success. They now have like a pattern of success that they can build on because they're familiar with these things that they're going to start to see. 
Even if your child has already started school, if they start to be read to more often outside of school, whether it's from you, grandparents, a daycare worker, an older sibling, whatever might be possible, the effects of this added reading time will be obvious to their teacher, says Leia Spiritu. From what I've seen um, in my colleagues too, it's the kids who do read at home and have that experience who are at grade level or higher. So those are the kids that you'll see are reading on track and are making the progress throughout the school year and where they'll need to be. Because really, um, they're learning reading in school and we can give them like the basic, like they get tips and strategies to use. But if you think about it, like at school, they're at school six hours, but they're not doing reading practice the whole time. And I know that like a lot of reading instruction, especially in the younger years, they try to do it in small group reading sessions. So like they get like some small group attention with maybe five or so other kids. But it's like even with your, um, I know with like our, our most struggling readers, like the most we can meet with them is maybe three, four times a week for maybe half an hour, which if you add that all up, is like two hours of small group reading instruction. So not even like one-to-one and two hours a week isn't going to be enough for them to really build that um, consistency that they need to really get into a story and get that fluency and learn and get that um, stamina to read for longer. So we see kids who are reading at home also and have um, support at home too, being read, read aloud to, or just having time to read and read at home extra, they're getting that um, extra consistency that they need. And really with reading, it's like, you just have to, you keep reading and that's how you get better. <laughs> it's like, um, we can give you the strategies and we do the decoding and how to like find main ideas and text ideas in class and stuff. But really the practice has to be additional outside of the home too. So how many times a day are we talking? To discover how many words kids hear during typical book readings, Logan and her colleagues calculated the average number of words in common board books and picture books and looked at the frequency in which kids were being read to. So with this study, we um, really wanted to know just how many words kids were um, seeing or being exposed to or hearing, um, specifically how many words kids were hearing um, just during book reading. Um, And so what we did was, um, to figure that out, we really needed to know about how many words were in books, and then we needed to know about how often kids were reading with their caregivers. So we, um, to figure out the number of words in books, we approached our local library branch, and they very kindly worked with us, and they sent us a list of the 100 most circulated um, board books, those are books for infants and toddlers, And then picture books, which are the bigger books for older kids, um, about three to five-year-old preschool age kids. Um, So we took those books and randomly selected 30 of them and then took a couple of visits to the library and checked them all out. And then we got them back to the lab and sat down and counted them, counted all the words in each of those books. And then based on the number of words in each of those books, I calculated an average. And from there... We um, estimated just about how many words kids would hear during a regular, just a typical book reading session that they might have, just reading one book. And so then from there, what we wanted to do was figure out, okay, how often are parents reading with their kids? So to get that information, we went to a nationally representative um, survey. And on this nationally representative survey, parents responded um, as to how often they read with their preschool-aged kids, so kids around age four. 
And we saw that about 20% of parents reported never reading to their kids. And then um, it was fairly evenly distributed um, between never reading to kids, reading one or two books a week, reading three to five books a week, and reading every day. So from there, we decided to be sort of conservative and say, for every one reading that you do, that would be one book. And so if you read uh, one book a week, that would be the average number of words per book for that age group. So from there, we were able to calculate about how many words um, kids were hearing during a book reading sessions, during book reading sessions, um, not just during one particular year of their life, but then accumulating that across all five years of their lives. The study found that kids who are read to five times per day will hear an extra 1,483,300 words by the time they're five years old. Those who are read to just daily will hear 296,660 extra words. Kids who are never or rarely read to will hear 4,662 words from books by the time they enter kindergarten. Programs like Jumpstart work to adjust this kindergarten readiness gap, says Leia Spiritu. We bring like reading to them and like interactive read alouds actually is kind of where I learned about all of that from is through Jumpstart. And we do like interactive reading with the kids and like word, like songs, alphabet songs, word songs, getting them to get that familiarity that a lot of other kids are already getting from their own families. If you're trying to read more often to your kids, keep in mind that books can and should be repeated. So if you read, let's say, two books two times each in one day, that still counts as four readings. So we looked at the total number of words, not the total number of unique words. Um, and we did that because uh, kids really like repetition. I think if you are a parent, you have had a three-year-old around, two-year-old around, you're very well aware that kids like to hear the same book over and over and over again. And it's really good for kids to see those same words over and over again and hear those same words over and over again. Um, I think if you think about how yourself, if you're learning a language or if you've ever tried to learn a language, it's not the first time that you hear a word that you understand the meaning. It's the second, the third, the fourth, probably the hundredth time, actually, that you hear the word that you actually start to really understand and remember what that word is and what it refers to. And so as kids, they're sort of naturally programmed to hear the same things over and over again. And they, they like that process and it helps them learn those words. So even if you've read the same book a hundred times, your kid is learning what those words are and what they refer to and are makes it more able for them to generalize using those words outside of the context of just that one book. Now, if you want to strive for five readings per day for your child, but that sounds totally overwhelming, remember that these books don't have to be read by one person alone. If your child has read three books during the day at preschool, one by, say, a grandparent in the afternoon, and one at night by you, that counts too. So one of the things we thought about as we were looking at the number of um, books kids were reading um, is that even though our parents were responding with that they had read a book, they had done a reading session every day, as I was thinking about you know, kids that we see sort of on a regular basis, they might hear, um, they might look at a book in the morning or listen to a book in the morning from an older sibling reading that book, then they might go to a 
center or a school or a childcare place or and at that place they may have um, a group activity where they sit down and read two or three books and then they come home and might read two books before bed we were really considering the fact that children are read to by lots of people not just their parents so i think um if you have a kid who is with a babysitter a lot of the time or in a childcare setting a lot of the time that um, you can talk to those caregivers about the possibility of reading with kids more and that uh, sort of talking to them about how good it is for the kids um, can be a really nice way to get lots of extra reading in. If you feel swamped and short on time when it comes to read-alouds, you're definitely not alone. Finding time to read aloud with kids is a question that comes up during parent-teacher meetings, says Leia Spiritu, but every little bit adds up. It's funny because we just have parent conferences this week and some parents do ask, they said, it is hard to like, you know, you should be reading to your kid every day, but it's hard to find time to do that. Um, I mean, and I let them know that it doesn't have to be like a separate reading time. Like you don't have to have like just, it doesn't have to be like a singular, like solitary event, like sit down and read a book. And that's all we're going to do. Like right now, like if you, um, doubling up, like multitasking almost, like if the kid's eating breakfast and you have a chance, like grab a book while they're reading or eating and just kind of read it to them then or before a nap time. And really I told them it takes only about like, you can do like five minutes story time before bedtime. If like, that's all you have time for. Like, even if you don't get to finish the book, just like starting a book, um, it's helpful. Like any little like part of reading together with them that you can get. Um, don't think that you have to like sit through and it has to be like a 20, 30 minute thing, even just like inserting like a little story before, um, a break or if they take a nap time during the day, if they're younger and not at school yet or something. Uh, I also think, um, well, I do the my storybook read alouds on YouTube on my blog and channel. And the way that I set up those videos are that it is an interactive read aloud. And um, I read the video or I read the book on the video and I actually pause throughout the video to like ask questions and give kids a chance to answer. So my thought process behind starting that was um, I did have families in mind who maybe didn't have time to like sit down and read to the kid. And in this way, if they wanted to use um, a technology or a video, um, they can still get an interactive read aloud experience um, that the kid can be watching. Um, still not like the same amount of effectiveness if they're sitting like right next to you and getting that experience, but they'll still get a chance to have a conversation with someone about a book. Your child won't just benefit from the words they hear in the books themselves, but also the conversation that occurs naturally around stories during read alouds, says Logan. If you're reading a book with a kid, and particularly if it's a book you've read lots of times, um, I don't know about about you, but me as a parent, as I read the same book for the 300th time, I start to add in extra words, or I might just sort of keep myself entertained. I'll start to uh, maybe point to other activities that are happening in the background of the pictures, or ask my kids something about, well, here look, Piggy has a birthday cake. Do you remember when we made your birthday cake? And so uh, that talk does two things. First of all, you add another exposure of those words, those key words to kids, and then you're adding um, another context for those words. So that's also really good for kids to um, get an extra, extra different kinds of exposures to these words in lots of different situations. And as you're connecting those things to your kid's life, you're actually extending 
their knowledge of what that word is and what it means. So if um, you have a character who's running really fast, you can talk about how yesterday your child was running really fast outside or they saw their brother running really fast. Do you remember when you saw your brother run really fast? He is very fast too. And here is Piggy. Piggy is very fast. And so those connections really help kids sediment the idea of what those vocabulary words mean. Now, if your child isn't as eager about story time as you'd hope for, there are a few easy tricks and strategies for getting them excited to sit down, sit still, and read a book with you, says Leia Spiritu. I love to do a lot of read alouds, first of all, and I think like regardless of the age, like especially in elementary school, like some people think, oh, fifth grade's too old, but kids can be read aloud too at any age, like middle school, high school too. And especially for kids who are more maybe hesitant to like pick up a book themselves or reluctant, I think like those kind of like group setting you read aloud to them really helps. And um, in the read aloud itself, it is again, it's almost like for me, at least when I read them, it's kind of like. Um, dramatizing the book like you really have to get into it change your voice for the characters make it enthusiastic like do the dramatic pauses Um, those whole group read aloud times are really what I find gets them interested in the reading like for my third graders now we are reading more chapter books and stuff and you can tell so for some kids who maybe aren't ready to read chapter books on their own they're now getting exposure to different stories and they get some really curious about like the book itself Um, and getting to start to like experiment and try out those different books for themselves. I think modeling that for them is really important, uh, but also like showing them that there's like a bunch of different genres and choices uh, for both like the younger and the old ones. And I know that one thing um, I like to do, and I know other teachers do it too, is kind of having like a book tasting where you just have to make it really exciting to like see and experience new books and we put like books of different genres on all the tables and maybe um, they'll even like decorate it and make it look like restaurant themed and they like get to come in and like do a little tasting of each book and they get some time like flipping through some books like writing down what they see and like and um, getting to just get a sample of different genres and see that there's a lot of different choices out there and um there's not just like one kind of story. I know also just like making it, uh, I feel like you just have to show that you're really excited about it. And they kind of pick up on the enthusiasm. Like if you're, um, sometimes I will, if we're going to start a new novel as a class, I'll like wrap it up and then they get to like open a new book and it's really exciting for them. We give them clues what the book is about and they kind of get to vote on which one they want to see so doing things like that to just make it um sort of like a whole new adventure there's a whole mystery behind it um I think if you're super enthusiastic it kind of builds it for them and you have to really model that for them though the purpose of sharing the 1.5 million word statistic from this recent study is simply to show what an impact reading out loud can have on kids. Do your best to incorporate story time into everyday life as much as possible, and your kids will naturally see the benefits as they enter school and beyond. But don't stress too much about busy days where multiple readings just don't happen or life gets in the way. That's completely understandable. The more reading, the better. But at the end of the day, Our goal should be to make reading a joyful experience for kids, not a stressful one. When that happens, they'll naturally grow into happy readers. We just want to give a big shout out to NU Yogi. Thank you so much for your recent review on Apple Podcasts. 
They said, this is now one of my favorite podcasts to recommend to parents and educators. You can't help but wonder what is going on in the mind of the child, how language works, and how we as parents and educators can discover the joys of language along with our children. Thank you so much for that review. We'll be back with a new episode of In Plain Language in two weeks. In the meantime, if you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is light to everyone who works so hard to produce and contribute to each and every episode. We'll be featuring some of your reviews here, so stay tuned. For more language inspiration and tips, follow Multi the Blue Tiger on social media and be sure to pick up your copies of the book, available in English and Spanish or English and French, on Amazon today to give the kids in your life the incredible gift of language and confidence in their unique voices.